This is the Anna Dare Podcast. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I appreciate it. If you didn't know, I also host the Triple M Gippsland Breakfast Show. Now, you can listen in to that one at 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. Monday to Friday, 94.3 and 97.9. And, of course, you can listen to it here on the Listener app as well. So thanks for checking that out. Now, on the show, uh, I obviously talk to lots of great locals. I talk to business owners. Sometimes I even get to talk to the odd rock star. So coming up on the Anadair podcast, I'm going to do all of those things. So I will be chatting to the Screaming Jets frontman, Dave Gleeson. Yeah, what an absolute star. I cannot wait for that. That's coming up for you. But in between now and then, I've got other great conversations with great locals. So stand by and take a listen. Now, I was just reading a list of this year's Uniquely Aussie Awards and they are nominated by Aussies. The company What If does this award every year and this is super exciting. So uh, Australia's Best Vanilla Slice, which I only learnt after moving to Victoria that you Victorians call it a snot block, which I think is just disgusting but also wonderful at the same time uh was taken out the winner was taken out actually by um bendigo and the bridgewater bakehouse in bendigo uh locally though vanilla slice cafe in sorrento they got a mention so good for them now there's also um not uh, the categories like best jaffle uh, but there's also best country pub and we are so very lucky and proud that the top Country pub, the best country pub in Victoria, was taken out by none other than the Nuji Hotel. And I have got Simon, publican of Nuji Hotel, right now on the line. Congratulations, Simon. This is so exciting. Thank you. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, so tell us, did you know anything about this? Or this is a complete surprise to you. Look, I got I got heads up about it from a journalist friend about uh, three days ago. Yeah. Um, got an email about it <clears throat> months ago and thought it was just a scam and deleted yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But yeah, pretty. Um, yeah, we're pretty proud. Oh, of course you would be. I mean, you know what? And there's no better winner than the Nuge. I haven't been to you guys. I was with you guys on Boxing Day last year. That's how long it's been since we've been able to get out and about, really. It feels like, anyway. Uh, yeah. I bet you're pumped for this Friday then with everyone opening up again and moving <clears> around. Yeah, we're pretty excited to have all our Melbourne friends come back. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm pretty sure they've missed us too. No doubt. Uh, there's nothing better than sitting out on that on that beautiful big veranda out there, watching the the water in the background. Oh, I can hear the birds right now. Um, coming to visit the old T Rex. Uh, so it's Palmer night tonight. Now, have you got any live music or anything planned for the weekend? Now that we're open yep. again. We have live music every Sunday. We've turned that back on. Great. Um, so we're yeah, we're pretty pumped to be able to um, trade a bit more than we have been of lately. Of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, it'll be so good. All right. Well, look, congratulations to you, Simon, and your whole team at the Nuji Hotel for taking out uh, the best Victorian country pub. Uh, it's such an honour and, yeah, keen to see you. I, w- I mentioned Palmer Night, but then I just kept scrolling on your website and went... <gasps> Tomorrow night's rib night. I had uh, such a craving for ribs last weekend. I might have to come out tomorrow night, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I'll see you soon. Hey, Simon and the team, well done. It's amazing. Good on you guys. See you at the news, mate. (laughs) Sticky ribs. Get in my belly. All right, now to this story. So this bloke in Sydney, he was busted uh, doing 200 k's an hour in an 80 zone 
on the M5. Now, he responded to police when they pulled him over. I wasn't speeding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, which is, you know, a ballsy move, I guess, because when you get pulled over for doing 200, either you were 120 k's over the speed limit or you've just had a lot of Botox. Now, as you know, when you get pulled over for speeding, the cops always ask you, is there any reason why you were speeding? Which, of course, is a trap because if you give a reason, then you've admitted to speeding. So when you do get pulled over for doing 280 zone, my thinking is unless you're James Bond, you're not getting out of that one. Even if you maybe you've got um, a woman in the car beside you with a newborn head emerging. It's still going to be too fast. Now, the man was uh, charged with speeding. His license was automatically suspended for three months, um, but the cops couldn't impound the car because it was registered to a business. I didn't know this. This is a bit of a loophole. So a great way, I guess, to win over the crowd, because if you're doing 280 zone, you're a moron and you do deserve to be crushed by the full weight of the law. But if you're doing 280 zone in a work car, no one was hurt. Well, that's also a pretty awesome way to quit your job, isn't it? The only way you could make this story any better is to do 200 in an 80 zone in a rental or perhaps on a test drive or when you were doing your driver's test, maybe. Have you ever done anything wrong in a work car before? One three hundred nine two five triple six. Again, you can use a fake name if you still work for that company. Perhaps I've got a story about uh, a work car. I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Graham in Taralgon. Morning, mate. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Good. How are you? Good, mate. Another beautiful day. Oh, it's spectacular, isn't it? I love it. I uh, tell me, when have you been a bit naughty in a work car? Yeah, well, it was a bit of a coincidence. I was uh, many, many years ago, young Melbourne boy, at uni, tennis coach. And uh, I was working for a couple of blokes in an indoor tennis centre and they were very dodgy. And it was uh, my last day I, I resigned and it was my last day at work. And uh, they were good blokes in that way. They said, look, take the car home and drop it back tomorrow. I said, thanks very much. So I've um, gone up that night and I'm driving down South Road towards the Pean Highway and coming up to a set of lights and being a young, aggressive driver... The lights just went from, you know, red to to, uh, to green, so I've sped up and a guy's pulled out in front of me and there's a stop car that's stalled in front of the lights and I ran straight up no. the, the back of this poor young lady. Anyway, the car was in a big mess. It was just drivable. I got back to the indoor tennis centre next morning and slept the note in the car. Sorry, boys. <laughs> and and um, I think it was karma because... Um, I found out later down the track those blokes hadn't even paid the insurance on the car. It was a, a brand new little car that they bought for me to drive around in. And uh, I did feel bad, but it was uh, a coincidence that um, Karma Bus hit those blokes. Yeah, didn't it ever? Wow. I'm so glad no one got hurt. <laughs> That's, a... That's exactly right. No, no one got hurt. Okay, good, good, good. All right, well, Graham, thank you for admitting to that. All right, I guess that means I have to admit admit to mine what I've done wrong in a work car. Okay, let's see. I used to drive the promo cars for radio, the radio station on the Gold Coast that I worked for. So sometimes I do, you know, five-hour shift driving around all over the place and going, hey, you can find me here at blah, blah, and I've got this on board to give away, that kind of thing. So what I would often do is I would go somewhere that's kind of close to my house, 
do my freebies, give them away and then quickly drive home, chuck on a load of washing and then drive off to the next place, do my freebies giveaway, run back home, well, drive back home again, washing will be finished, hang it out on the line, <laughs> go off to the next place. Sometimes I would also, if I knew my son and his mates were going to be hanging out at the skate park, I would drop in there, do my cross from there and go, hey, I'm at Mudrabar Skate Park with... FM flavoured milks on board and I'd give my FM flavoured milks to all the kids at the skate park. Hey, you got to hook up your kids and your family when you can, can't you? <laughs> Don't you? Uh, so that is me admitting to what I've done in a work car. Now, uh, John, are you ready to tell us what you got up to? Yeah, absolutely. It's the business owner that was telling me that one of his um, guys that he used to let take the work you home uh, got caught stealing copper and steel. Oh, God. And then um, the there was a few local people that saw his, his car pulled over with the police and so everyone was ringing him thinking he'd done something wrong. Oh, no. His worker that was off stealing metals in the middle of the night. Wow. How dumb can you be, honestly? Yeah, with a, <laughs> a work car signage all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, honestly, uh, there are some real dummies out there, isn't there? Oh well, I'm glad it um, it all worked out in the end, and it wasn't it wasn't anything that you know worked against his business. I wouldn't even know. What do you even do with copper and steel? I don't know. Don't tell what? me. <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> hey, thanks, John. I appreciate the call, mate. No problem. And now to Angela from Maui. Oh, I love talking to Angela. I'm sure that this story is going to be a good one. Hello there, Anna. How are you this morning? I'm great. It's going to be an absolutely beautiful day, so I'm in a good mood. How about you? Yeah, I'm in a good mood too, although I have to sit there and say I'm a bit sore this morning. I had my breast screen yesterday at Maui. Oh, at wow. At the little caravan there in Coles, so I just want to give a shout out there to the girls. Great job. You know? Yep, oh, well they done. did a great job. Yeah, I told the girl I'm just going to sit there and think of Colin Farrell. <laughs> hey, whatever gets you through. <laughs> got me through. That's all I can say. Good now, job. And I also got a shout out to my workmates there because apparently I have fans. You have what? Fans and air conditioners. Oh. They um, sit there with bated breath waiting for me to ring through to you. Oh, brilliant. All right. Well, look, let's get to it. Tell me what happened in your work car. What naughty right. thing? Many, many years ago, I was a member, I, I had joined the army because I couldn't get a job and um, I had uh, what they called a limited B vehicle license, which meant I could drive certain select army vehicles mm-hmm. um, and I was engaged to a crew commander. Um, now, I had an incident where I'd taken one of our trucks out to go and get a couple of cartons of milk and um, coming back from the supermarket, um, I got booked for speeding, which I still to this day dispute yeah. because the truck couldn't get over 60 kilometres an hour if it was going over a hill, um, coming down a hill, sorry, I should say, with a tailwind pushing it from behind. <laughs> but anyhow, I got booked, so I took my speeding ticket back to my crew commander husband and I showed it to him and he was very, very unhappy because he had also been booked for speeding in an armoured personnel carrier. No. And in those days, in those days, and I think it's still the case now, it's not actually the driver that gets booked, it's the crew commander. So he was responsible for paying this fine. So anyhow, we're having like a bit of a corroboree for all of us that have been booked um, because like this was a, a young lady who just out of the out of the police academy and like it was like, you know, Batman 
her city needed her. That was the only thing that we were actually missing from the story was the Batman single shining up into the sky because she was on a one-person crusade to stop everybody from speeding. Oh, bless her. <laughs> I know. So we all sat there and we're all having this conversation and the OC comes out and he was a very, very knowledgeable man, just like, you know, Potts at Derna and um, who's the other guy? Morge Head at Trebrook. Please don't ring in if I'm wrong with my military history here. And he sat there and he hatched a plan. So we all loaded up our vehicles, did a great big convoy. There was like, you know, Macs and Unimogs and um, APCs. And we all went down to get fuel at the local, the local Shell service station. So we're all there in this great big possession. And, of course, we had to drive through this speed this speed trap that the big, big pole had out. And, of course, in those days, they weren't radar cameras. They were tapes. Well, I can honestly say to you, Anna, at the end of the procession, having 16 armoured personnel carriers go over tapes, they didn't have tapes. They had two-and-a-half-inch hose bits. Yeah. And we were very, very happy because we had done something for our local community as well. Oh, okay. So, uh, these are t- I mean, I'm imagining tanks and the whole bit here. No, well, there actually weren't any tanks. I mean, I'd like to sit there and say that there was a mighty leopard there amongst the group, but these were armoured personnel carriers. You might have seen the movie Danger Close. No. No, well, it's the APCs from Danger Close, basically. So that's my little story. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it's not a little story. That's a big story. Um, (laughs) Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Please, military people, um, behave. I'm glad you said that you went to get a couple of bottles of milk, not a couple of slabs of beer. No, no, just milk. Anya and you are always a, a light in our day. So thank you for calling to share with that. No worries. Thanks for that, Anna. Pleasure, treasure. And now from one rock star to another, <laughs> my chat with Screaming Jets frontman Dave Gleason. Anna, how are you doing? Really well. I'm excited for you guys, okay? I'm also feeling quite old, as I imagine you are as well. <laughs> so we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of your debut album, All For One. How did that happen? Where did 30 years go? Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, you kind of uh, not being one to look back. I'm a looking forward man, but yeah. obviously the last last two years have given everyone a, probably a little more time to to look back on the journey than uh, than they would really want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's we've certainly crammed a lot of stuff into that uh, thirty years, you know, and uh, to uh, to go back and revisit what we did when we uh, when we first embarked on our journey was uh, was a real great fun exercise. I bet. So you've reworked the album for the thirtieth anniversary. Um, now, of course, the um, the single "Better" was the breakout song for everyone, yep. hitting number two on the ARIA charts. I've just been listening to the reworked version, and I mentioned to you before we started recording uh, that it hasn't got your your ding. Tell me why the ding? ding. <laughs> yes, that's that ding where everyone pauses and po- points to <laughs> up to the roof. <laughs> Um, what happened was Brad Heaney, who was our drummer at the time, he had this, uh, it was called it like a German, it looked like a German war helmet um, yeah. symbol, and it gave it that um, really kind of specific yeah. ding. So obviously we don't have Brad Heaney in the band anymore, yeah. and uh, Cambo, Cambo couldn't, re, re, you know, couldn't muster the ding. 
<laughs> no helmet, no ding. Hey, so yeah, <laughs> because of COVID, you obviously couldn't all get into a studio together to re-record the album, rework it. How did that work then? Was it just lots of Skyping and Zooming from different parts of the country? Yeah, definitely a lot of that stuff went on. Um, the good part about it, what made it a, 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 an exercise that wasn't going to be futile uh, was the fact that we knew all the songs, yeah. we knew all the arrangements. Uh, there was no kind of, you know, when, when I did my vocals uh, on the first album, you spend hours just trying to find a melody. Sure. Uh, you you t- try different things and you ca- you finally settle on something and go, oh, okay, that's how we're going to do it. And then you go in and sing it. So uh, mm. this time it was just a matter of getting in there and uh, getting the performances down. Mm. Uh, lead breaks from uh, from Jimmy and Scotty. Uh, there's some di- some major differences in in those. Um, you know, we, we were all kids when we first recorded it, so uh, the fact that it's probably become a little more sophisticated and with mm. some better playing on it is uh, is just, you know, hopefully that, <laughs> that's where you're picking something up as you go along. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. And, and a few of the songs have changed. I mean, Shine On's uh, a six-minute song now. It's, uh, that's uh, just because of the way we play it live and the way people have come to know it live. Come On's got a lead break in it, so... We did a few little different things, but most of it we stuck to the uh, to the original because people hate you stuffing around with their favourite thing. <laughs> we don't like change, do we, human no, beings? No, we do change. <laughs> uh, so you are going to be hitting the road again, uh, rescheduled tour dates for the 30th anniversary. It's all happening next year. So uh, if you do already have your tickets, hold on to them. They'll be fine. Uh, you can use them for next year's tour. Uh, tell me, though, speaking tours, is there a show over your 30-year career that stands out as like a favourite for you? Oh, it, it's hard to pick a favourite. Yeah. I mean, we must have done ten thousand shows, yeah. but I mean, we did. Uh, we did a show when we first went to LA. Um, it was for a magazine called Rip Magazine, which was a bit of a uh, hard rock bible yeah. over the in the eighties and nineties. Um, and we played on a bill with Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam. It was obviously uh, grunge. It hadn't had just it hadn't taken off yet. It was just on the verge of it. Yeah. Um, we played with Spinal Tap. Uh. Uh, it was it was just a mad gig, and yeah. um, you know ended up pulling a chick from LA and stuff. <laughs> was nuts. So, so I'll never forget. It was a great introduction to uh, to get into Hollywood and and play at the at, at the Palladium, which was one of the big venues at the time. Incredible. So for some boys from Newcastle to you know, party <laughs> with those guys would have been absolutely huge. I can understand why it's um, stayed in the memory there. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dave Gleason, Screaming Jazz Mate, so good to talk to you. I'm a massive fan. I'm stoked for the uh, 30 year anniversary edition of All for One. And yeah, cheers for having a chat, mate. No worries. Yeah, next year we'll be on the road. Yes. Um, I'm from. July, uh, sadly, or not sadly, but I can't do uh, jets because I've got angels for the first half of, of the year and, uh, and then the jets takes over. So uh, I cannot wait. 2022, yeah. bring it on. Let's get on the road. Finally, some live music in our lives again. Victorian, <laughs> Victoria, you're going to be waiting till October. We've got Geelong, Chelsea Heights and Hoppers Crossing. Uh, so, yeah, hang on to those tickets or go and grab tickets right now. Uh, wonderful to chat to you, mate. I can't wait to see you on the road again. 
Thanks, Anna. Thanks for your time. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. How good's that, hey? Love it. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Anna Dare podcast. I'll have another one out for you in a few days' time. Uh, it'll be Friday where we get to discuss TV, my favourite subject. Yeah, and I have watched a lot, okay? Yes, stand by. There's lots to talk about. I'll catch you then. Thanks so much again for listening. If you want more from Anna, make sure you catch her weekday mornings on Gippsland's Triple M. Also available on Listener.